Hello, this is Danny Raymond. Welcome to the Lecture Preparation Podcast. Uh, this time we are looking at Christmas, Year B, the Mass during the day. Um, as I've, I said in for each of the other previous uh, readings, don't necessarily presume that because you're not reading um, the first Mass of the morning that uh, they might not suddenly tell you that you we're going to be doing this Mass with the Mass at dawn readings or even the Mass at midnight readings. It depends on what they have liturgically planned. There's nothing um, uh, sacramentally requiring. In other words, it's midnight somewhere, I guess you, you can say. Uh, so always have ready, um, just like you would the short and long forms of each reading, to, uh, to be ready in case uh, you're surprised. In that case, of course, you won't be surprised, which is better, I guess. The first reading here is a very famous reading from Isaiah. This is still Isaiah in his um, glorious promise state, the messianic prophecy, and how beautiful life will be for Israel, how this will be the salvation of Israel. So a reading of great glory and power. Again, there are some changes in tone and location, as always. Give each of these a nice, healthy pause. But keep that great tone of of glory, unlike the, the Mass at Midnight readings, which build from uh, darkness to, um, to glory. This one builds kind of builds from calmness to glory. It starts with a very calm expression, how beautiful upon the mountains. Um, boy, it sounds like a picture postcard, just, just the wording. And so... Start with that image of beauty and then gradually transition with the appropriate pauses to a feeling of great glory by the end of the reading. And the words hark and break out each start a new section again. Each one of those should deserve a pause. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings glad tidings. Announcing peace, bearing good news, announcing salvation, and saying to Zion, Your God is King. Hark, your sentinels raise a cry. Together they shout for joy, for they see directly before their eyes the Lord restoring Zion. Break out together in song, O ruins of Jerusalem. For the Lord comforts his people. He redeems Jerusalem. The Lord has bared his holy arm in the sight of all the nations. All the ends of the earth will behold the salvation of our God. The word of the Lord. The second reading from the Hebrews. Uh, Most of Christmas we've been talking about Paul's um, letter to Titus, which is a very personal one-to-one. Here Paul is switching it is now speaking to a whole congregation. And this is a much more teaching reading than the previous one. So this is Paul it is in his professorial uh, role. And uh, so he's explaining things to a large group of people. And that can be reflected in your, your tone, in the way you're addressing it, as if you're addressing it to the whole congregation as opposed to the reading to Titus, which should be addressed more as if you were um, talking to an individual. Um, and it's, it's very, very teaching and very, and very professorial. You, you can 
don't make it pompous, but um, part, but you but pull back from that, pull back from pompous just a little bit, and uh, you know, be as if you're explaining something very important, uh, but also complicated. So take your time and uh, put in the appropriate pauses at the appropriate places. And there's a very obvious pl- uh, place for a pause right before for which of the angels. Paul has, it's, it's a great big run-on sentences with, with um, semicolons and commas and commas and commas and commas. When you're dealing a single run-on sentence like that, simply treat it as if every piece of punctuation has been elevated. Read it like the semicolons or colons, that the commas are like periods, and um, maybe even throw in an extra comma of your own. But that's how you're going to get through this extremely long run-on sentence. Um, is just elevate it in your mind. It still is one sentence, but elevate it in your mind as if these commas are periods. Uh, and even if they don't actually make for a sentence, treat them as if um, they are periods. A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Brothers and sisters, in times past, God spoke in partial and various ways to our ancestors through the prophets. In these last days, he has spoken to us through the Son, whom he made heir of all things, and through whom he created the universe, who is the refulgence of his glory, the very imprint of his being, and who sustains all things by his mighty word. When he has accomplished purification from sins, he took his seat at the right hand of the majesty on high, far superior to the angels, as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. For which of the angels did God ever say, You are my son, this day I have begotten you, or again, I will be a father to him, and he shall be a son to me. And again, when he leads the firstborn into the world, he says, Let all the angels of God worship him. The Word of the Lord. The gospel is the glorious uh, preamble of the Gospel of John, one of the one of the most um, soaring and poetic sections of the whole gospel, uh, all four of them, um, and, and, and which, which can also be said about John in general, be having the most soaring and, and poetic of language, whereas the others are a little more straightforward. So it's, it's a long reading, but so you need to take your time from it and, and see the places where it breaks down into individual thoughts and give each one of them their own uh, panel uh, with a pause between it. It is a, a, a glorious work and a, and a favorite uh, passage of mine um, and sort of sums up all of creation and the whole gospel story in in one brief passage here. So you take your time with it, put the, put, uh, break it up into sections, and put the pauses where they belong. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came to be through him, and without him nothing came to be. What came to be through him was life, 
And this life was the light of the human race. A light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. A man named John was sent from God. He came for testimony, to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came to be through him. But the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, but his own people did not accept him. But to those who did accept him, he gave power to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not by natural generation, nor by human choice, nor by man's decision, but of God. And the Word became flesh, and made his dwelling among us. And we saw his glory, the glory of the Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, saying, This is he whom I said, The one who is coming after me ranks ahead of me, because he existed before me. From his fullness we have all received grace in place of grace, because while the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. The only Son, God who is at the Father's side, has revealed him. The Gospel of the Lord. Merry Christmas, everyone, and God bless.